Welcome to WFR's Marriage Podcast, where we have a conversation about marriage for marriage. And my name is Trey, and of course, I'm here with my bride, Anna, which, by the Hello. way, babe, like you always say, like, this is not my thing, like public speaking and teaching. It's really not. And uh, so now we're doing a podcast, but so thank you uh, for following and thank you for You're being welcome. here. You're so, welcome. Yeah. So why don't you introduce, like, I'm excited, I got to tell you, for our special yeah. guest tonight. I'm so pretty excited to introduce, introduce those guys. Well, tonight we have the pleasure of having Randy and Joe Neal Kirby, also known as Dr. Mom. (laughs) And she has a family and marriage, has a doctorate in family and marriage therapy also. So we should should have some good conversation about marriage tonight. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you Mm -hmm. for having us. We're excited about being here. Um, And really, you guys probably won't like this, but you guys are really one of the pioneers for marriage ministry here um, at WFR. And, uh, you know, you got you got the big DR in front of your name. You're a marriage counselor for a long time. Mm -hmm. I guess you still are a licensed counselor. And, of course, uh, Randy's an elder, and uh, you guys have been uh, making marriages stronger for a long time. And Mm -hmm. so we're really, really excited for you guys to be here and talk. So when I thought about you guys... um, Having you guys on, I was trying to think of a topic, and the first thing that popped in my mind, I told Randy this earlier, was a strong marriage. Because mm-hmm. when, when I think of a strong marriage, mm-hmm. I think of Randy mm-hmm. and Joe mm-hmm. Neal Kirby. Now, I know oh, you guys wow. would say uh, it's not always <laughs> been that way. It's not perfect, and, and we know that. But um, So, obviously, our topic tonight is, is having a stronger marriage, and what does that look like? So, I'll just ask you guys, mm-hmm. what, what constitutes having a, a strong marriage? Is it longevity is it happiness i mean what what is it you must well you know joe nell and i have been married uh we're working on 46 years uh, <laughs> and been together a few years before that as well in terms of dating and and being engaged and uh uh i think most of the people that would have known us in our early years would have said that they would never make it <laughs> we're, we're, i think they did say that <laughs> yeah a lot of prayers on, on our behalf yeah. and uh both of us are firstborn, very strong uh, personalities, and uh, thus it leads to uh, a few healthy or sometimes unhealthy discussions. <laughs> but it also leads to two people committed to making it work. And so uh, we've worked very hard at that. Uh, and That's uh, where being stubborn can be a good trait. Yeah. <laughs> but we're stubborn for the Lord. Yeah, and uh, that was right. one of the exactly. things we were blessed both with uh, great mm-hmm. parents that loved the Lord, and uh, we were not going to mess that up. So we had to do a lot of praying, and that's one reason she started working on a doctor to figure out how to handle <laughs> how to fix it. Huh? Yeah. But uh, so, I knew there were answers yeah. out there. <laughs> but I, we, we, I think the the thing that for us that constitutes our strong marriage has just been a. She loves the word intentional. And uh, it's been an intentional purpose right. to, uh, that our marriage would uh, not be a stumbling block for anyone else, mm-hmm. but to be even more than that, to be an example of how to fight through mm-hmm. the, the problems of living in this world mm-hmm. and, uh, and, uh, and trying to do the right thing. And now we have... Uh, uh, we have three kids, but we have t- fixing to have ten grandchildren, and we definitely don't want to mess up at this point. So we have a real intentional purpose of helping to to get our children, our grandchildren, to heaven. So. Yeah, and you know when you think about what 
would be a definition how would you actually describe a strong marriage for us that are christians who really follow jesus and want to please god the basis of a strong marriage is always that Mm -hmm. pleasing god before you please yourself or even one another what pleases god most Um, And I really believe for Randy and I, that is exactly how we started our marriage. And I know a lot of couples um, can start out that way and get in trouble. But if you always go back to what your intention was when you got married, Mm -hmm. you can start over again. Maybe over and over and over again. <laughs> As y'all know, working with reengage, you've seen that so many times. But a strong marriage also decides that whatever comes up is not something that will divide them. That Satan will have no power over our marriage. And we declared that from the day we got married, that we would not allow him to separate us. What God has joined together. We really believe that from the Bible. That man should not put us under. And uh, I believe if couples can ever just break away from all the messy stuff, the drama, the emotions, the hurt feelings, the resentment, and just get down to that conversation. What are we really all about here? What's our purpose Mm -hmm. in this life? You can build that strong foundation, whether or not you're a brand-new bride and groom or you're 25 years in and you're having struggles. That's good. Mm Uh, you know, I love that word that Randy used, intentionality. Uh, I was thinking about Genesis 2 that says a man will mm-hmm. leave his father and mother and be united to his wife and become uh, one flesh. And that doesn't just happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it doesn't just happen at all. You have to really work at it uh, brick by brick and put effort into it. Uh, you don't you don't stumble on it. Uh, you don't find That's the right, right person. You you really have to be intentional and, and uh, put effort to building it. So. Uh, what would you say, uh, kind of following up on that question, what are the building blocks uh, for a stronger marriage? What have you guys done to facilitate that maybe in your marriage? Uh, I think the, the, the building blocks that uh, I immediately thought of was the intentional purposing. And what I meant by mean by that is uh, life gets busy and it gets tiring. It gets You get sick and... There's so many things that interrupt us in a fallen world, but even doing good, you're worn out sometimes and you do get sick. And uh, so I think you have to be intentional. And uh, I'm a very simple person, very practical. And uh, I start every morning praying for Joe Neal. That's just something I started a few years ago. The first thing I do when I wake up, I'm praying for her. Now, if I'm totally, I'm, I'm praying that she'll be patient with me and forgive me for this and make it through sure. day. And it works. <laughs> it works. I am. But I do believe that, that's for me, it reminds me every day that uh, I want the best for my wife. I want the best for our marriage. And, uh, and so I'm praying for her. But I think uh, we do some things you know, like before we pray tonight. I reached over, she put her hands, and we actually interlocked a finger. And uh, that's just something we've always done. It's just another point that uh, we think about that. And uh, so, uh, and also because in our early marriage, we uh, we did. We were running hard, had kids, and hard headed, like we said. But we finally feel like we had to get away. 
So we intentionally, about every two months, uh, we didn't have much money back then. We were school teachers. And we were looking for those bargain hotels before Expedia and all of that. <laughs> and we were searching. The and the, uh, yeah. We invited people over. Hopefully, you know that all too well. Yeah. You know. And, uh, but that's what we found, whether it's camping trip or whether it was mm-hmm. uh, just that. And many times we left the house not really square with each other but by the time we got about 30 miles away you kind of take a deep breath and go oh yeah i like her (laughs) so we had just things like that and we're um we're both uh actively pursuing god's word um very seldom do i get up and she's not already in the bibles you know looking at things and she's always doing studies and uh so we try to refresh ourselves quite mm-hmm. that's good yeah and I, I think if i were to give some advice to a couple about some of the building blocks one of the things is to surround yourself with like-minded friends people who love their marriages and are uh, deeply devoted to making sure their marriages work um because there's so much pulling at us right now in the culture and i feel like i would love to say with great hope that our world's going to get better (laughs) but it doesn't show signs of that and so i think we have to uh, start building that community of people around us sometimes it can be family but sometimes it's not family so you have to go out of your way i think to look intentionally for couples and families that share the same goals Mm -hmm. and that care about you as a couple and you need to have accountability I think husbands and wives need to each have their own accountability partner that they can have and say to them, now, look, I I need you to call me out and um, I need I do it in love. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But I think, you know, if you ever see me acting a way, thinking a certain way, um, if you see that I'm just kind of straying a little bit, uh, I'm counting on you to help me get back. And if you share that um, with one or two people that you do life with beside you, um, you will find that to be an invaluable resource. Randy and I have been blessed to have some of the finest mentors in our life um, that really helped us, especially our first 10 years where we were still trying to figure out how to really just get along, you know, and be happy that we're married to one another. Um, we needed those couples, those people in our lives. We've always had those. We've always had those. Yeah. Church has done that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure we've had some dear friends all the way from college. And I'd say the second building block that I think is huge, and I just, I really didn't get there quick enough, and that is look, seeing your spouse as a, a creation of God. Mm-hmm. Created in his image yeah. for his purpose as his child. And, uh, and you know, just because they don't think like you, they still were created by God. Right. So what makes you more special? So if you can view your spouse as a messenger of God, someone that their life experiences, he watched them, he's going to use them in their life, some good, some bad, but mainly good. But... Uh, and they are walking through this world as a specifically designed messenger of God. It's kind of hard to get down on, you know, in terms mm-hmm. when you say, well, who That's am so I? so good, you know, yeah. You know, yeah. We're both different for his purpose. 
Yeah. You know, we, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, listening to you guys um, just made me think, you know, a lot of times we as couples ask the wrong questions. We ask, well, how can I have a better marriage or how can I have a stronger marriage? But what we should probably be asking is how can I be a better spouse? Mm-hmm. You know, how can I be a, a stronger spouse for my spouse? I think that's mm-hmm. what we're called to. And, you know, you think about that, if you if you really think in terms of, your, your spouse as being in made in the image of God as his servant but his child what would you do to someone that messed with your child mm-hmm. I mean so yeah. I really don't want to mess with God's child other than to try to bless him right? so that would yeah. yeah I was just sitting here thinking about everything that's been talked about and one of the first verses I thought of as you guys were talking um, those who marry will have worldly trouble, yeah. worldly sorrows. So having a stronger marriage does not mean that there's not going to be troubles, mm-hmm. that there's not going to be hard. In fact, I think that's one of the things that make a marriage stronger is pressing through those. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing um, that really Trey just wrapped it up too. one of the things that we have consistently seen, we've seen it in our own marriage, and we have consistently seen it in marriages uh, that have come through reengage and just helping people. There are four things that every couple needs to get well or to stay well. And I think we could call it to have a stronger marriage because y'all, all three of y'all have said it at each one of the things. And the first one is you have to be committed to a relationship with Christ. Oh yeah. And you talked about prayer and being in, in the word and having that relationship with Christ. And then you have to be committed to working on yourself. Yeah, that's like what Trey just said. You have, I have to be willing to look at myself, and I have mm-hmm. to become a better spouse. Yeah. And then you talked about um, being committed mm-hmm. to the marriage. Divorce wasn't an option. Y'all were going to fight through whatever to glorify God so that you would have a marriage that glorified Him. And then the fourth thing that we always see that is needed is community. And you guys mm-hmm. also talked about that as mm-hmm. all four of these things are evident. In your life, we've seen it. We know mm-hmm. it. We know it's there, and that's what you've talked about. So I think the four C's is what we call so them. Or, yeah, <laughs> to have a better marriage, or to get well, or to stay well, but also to have it to build a strong marriage. Those mm-hmm. are four things that I see. Yeah, um, that that's that's just an awesome way to present that in a very uh, organized way. And I think as you do that, the whole time I'm thinking that, having been a marriage therapist for so long, is that so many couples don't expect to have trouble and mm-hmm. sorrows and problems. They yeah. they really do see it as being on the honeymoon. Mm-hmm. Forever. (laughs) And so when those first blips come on the radar, he says something ugly to her one night and he's never done that before. Or she overspends at a shopping trip and he's like, I thought we talked about this. And all of a sudden they're like, is this it? Is our marriage going to be doomed? (laughs) Um, So many couples, when they hit that that bump in the road, you know, it's it's like going through a subdivision and there's one of those speed bumps and you hit it and you're like, oh, that caught me by surprise. <laughs> if couples can know when they hit that speed bump, hey, there are solutions. Mm-hmm. There yeah. are people to reach out to. There are Christian counselors we can go to. Jesus is already ahead of us on this. We are going to fight for our marriage and get through this. 
the speed bumps may get bigger in life. Probably they will. But if you can have that attitude, and I, I love those four C's, yeah. I think that is uh, definitely a good thing to teach our couples. No matter, like I said earlier, if they're new bride and groom or they've been married 25 years and are struggling. That's mm-hmm. good. So kind of piggybacking off of that, what what would you guys say is something that hinders couples that keeps them from growing strong? I think one of the things Anna said, and, and you said it too, I think about how so many times just one person in the marriage is the one that wants it to work. And then you have one person who's either apathetic or is not motivated or interested or has other interests, including addiction or an affair going on. That is so harmful. So what I tell couples when I hear this, and it's not a couple, it's usually one person who calls, y'all are familiar with this, Mm -hmm. is you work on you. Yeah. That's right. And you, I know y'all know that personally, (laughs) that you work on you and you let God work on your partner, but don't quit. Do not give up because what God can do with one righteous person is amazing. God tells us so true. that the prayers of a righteous person results in much. So a couple who has struggles building a strong marriage because only one person wants to do it still has a marriage that can glorify God mm-hmm. eventually. <clears throat> well, I love the book of James. He is a uh, bottom line kind of guy. And being Jesus' brother, he had a pretty close uh, observation. But in James 4 1, it says, answers that what causes fights and quarrels among you? And he said, Don't they come from your desires that battle within you? I love the message, yeah. the way it says it. It says, uh, it says where, where it causes fights and quarrels among you. The message says it like this. They come about because you want your own way and fight for it deep inside yourself. You wouldn't think about asking God, would you? Why not? Because you know that you'd be asking for what you have no right to. You're spoiled children, each one in your own way. Yeah. And and I see it in me. I see it in me real clearly. I mean, usually it is. It's selfishness. And selfishness is a um, is a tough thing to overcome when we're acting like spoiled kids. They don't see it. They just want it. Right. Uh, I think that's one thing that's helped in our marriage is we uh, we both fought. Uh, and most of the time, I'd say 99% of the time, we fought fair, but we fought loudly. Sometimes. But making up was really fun. It was. <laughs> and, that's hard. And, and, and that's one of the things that helps in that. One thing we were getting away together helped, but mm. sometimes getting apart. And I don't mean leaving the house, yeah, but just yeah. take it. Even Deep now, breath. I have yeah. total, total trust in Joe Neal that uh, when things calm, she will have prayed about it. And recorrect it, and she's got the same trust with me. Right. Uh, saying sorry sometimes not real easy, but if you give yourself time and you're seeking God's will, you'll get there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, so I have to say it, or should say it, much more. But uh, it is a uh, that time to consider what God wants rather than what you mm-hmm. want uh, is mm-hmm. ultimately what will lead us there. And, and uh, uh, 
it's it, being surrounded by great people helps mm-hmm. a lot. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about uh, going back to the word you said earlier, uh, or actually the verse is selfishness mm-hmm. is the primary barrier that we've seen yeah. with couples mm-hmm. that you know are, are hindered in growing to a stronger marriage. And mm-hmm. I just thought maybe think you know um, when we get married, if we primarily anyway we we get married for selfish reasons. Mm-hmm. I want a spouse who will be a good homemaker. I want a spouse who will uh, love me well. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and uh, so I, I just. I can really clearly see like selfishness is is the primary one, and then maybe passivity. Like uh, mm-hmm. we just we settle for where we're at, and we think this is it, this is marriage, and and then we don't you know put in the effort to go the extra mile to uh, to um, work for a stronger marriage. So we got about um, three or four minutes left here. So any any final thoughts on how to have a stronger marriage? One of the things you just said just made me think about uh, couples who marry and they come out of families that may have not really demonstrated healthy marriage or strong marriage. Uh, perhaps they came out of a divorced home. Um, maybe their mom or dad have remarried and they're having to deal with those extra issues. Uh, of course, that's extremely common today. Um, and they may have also um, seen a marriage of their mother or dad that was highly dysfunctional. So coming into marriage, uh, they've got all kinds of information, but a lot of it's wrong. And one of the things that I just want so badly for couples to think about when they actually say, I do, and they turn around and they... Walking down that aisle, grinning their faces off, you know, we're so excited, is for them to think, I can put my stake in the ground right here and begin again. I can start right here and don't settle. Don't settle for average. Always, always work for an exceptional marriage that glorifies God the Father and an example of the way Jesus loves people in your marriage. I think if couples would just kind of, you know, just focus their attention on let's just make that a goal. If you have to write it on a poster in your home or somewhere, because there are so many couples who do struggle with how to build a marriage because they, yeah. they didn't learn it at right. home. They didn't. Well, you pretty much just described me and Anna. <laughs> That's my background, but as you know, we've, yeah. we've uh, made it through it. So yeah. I, think, I think that uh, that intentionality has to be directed to yourself because we always mm-hmm. want to correct our spouse. Mm-hmm. It's an easy thing, but it's not effective. Right. Effective, y'all said it, Joan Hill just said it, was that if you spend the time to correct yourself and make yourself humble to God and... It changes how your spouse, I've been won over more by her Mm. godliness and her desire to make herself closer to God. That inspires me to change me rather than her, you know, Mm -hmm. pouring out my many mistakes. Yeah. Well, I can say for sure that's exactly what changed my life was watching Mm -hmm. Anna pursue Christ. And that really influenced me, her humility in that. Mm -hmm. I've always said you can't live out a Christ-like character and it come back empty. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's very powerful. So. Yeah. yeah, there's one thing I've never regretted doing, and that's any time I've lived according to God's Word. Mm-hmm. If I made a decision and chose to act the way He asked me to, even if it went against everything in my nature, doing it His way, I've never regretted. But yeah. there's been many times where I have regretted yes. just doing my own way. And I would just mm-hmm. say the one thing I would like to add is if anyone feels hopeless... 
if you are that marriage, like Randy and Joe Neal start out saying that people said they'll never make it. Mm-hmm. That's what was said about Trey and I mm-hmm. from the beginning. <laughs> I mean, I was 17. He was mm-hmm. 15 years older. And so, yeah, we weren't supposed to make it. But there is always hope. We serve a great God That's right. that has already overcome this world mm-hmm. that, and the troubles that are in it. And so just hold on to hope. Keep pursuing him and dig in. Put the stake in the ground and don't give up. Yeah. That's so good. And by the way, Very we're marriage good. ministers. Can you believe that? Yeah, that's <laughs> crazy. That. So, well, look, I wish we had more time. We promised to keep it around 20 minutes. So thank you guys so much for uh, sitting in on our podcast. We enjoyed this. Mm-hmm. This is fun. Definitely <laughs> going to have you back uh, again when, when it's convenient for you guys. So uh, for our listeners, uh, maybe um, I think it was Randy who said earlier, maybe it's just going back to what you did at first, you know, uh, dating your spouse. Um, I know for Anna and I, I was just sitting down uh, reading her Bible and, and uh, setting a time to communicate and, and to pray together. And those things have uh, really been a game changer for our marriage. I know. Mm-hmm. Now, this is nothing groundbreaking, I think, or original, but it, it can be life-changing if you will just uh, put in the extra effort and, and uh, really be intentional, as Randy said, to have a stronger marriage. So I just ask yourself, what would it look like uh, in your marriage uh, to be stronger uh, for each other. If you have any questions or comments about any of our podcasts, feel free to contact us at reengage at wfrchurch.org. Or if you'd like to help us help other marriages, uh, you can visit our website, wfrchurch.org, and uh, you can donate there. Just be sure and comment marriage ministry. Uh, Thank you guys for listening.